Good evening. I'm Rafi Martinez, and this will end in darkness. Yes, we are responding to the criticism of black curtain, black clothing. This is a jacket that has other colors in it. My hat is gray. Improvement. We listen. Kinda. Kinda. Doing the best we can. That's all you can do. All you can do in life is do the best you can. Not necessarily a huge announcement. Just more of a programming note. A good one, actually. One I'm actually kind of excited about. Spotify now has opened the, the video portion of its podcasting for every creator. So now every creator can put a video up of their podcast on Spotify. So we, and you might experience some kind of weird stuff to RSS feed for a bit. We will be taking all of our old episodes that are on YouTube. They'll still be there. But we'll be sending those video files into Spotify, and you can then seamlessly go from the audio to the video version, whether your screen is open or closed. So basically what YouTube Premium does for free. They started with Joe Rogan, then other creators got limited access. Now we all have access, so that means we're moving from Buzzsprout, our original RSS host, to Anchor, which is Spotify-owned. We'll still be available on Stitcher, Apple... Um, all the streaming audio platforms will still be available on those. Um, but for video, you now have two places to watch us. That's great. That is great. And the reason why this is great is more opportunities for me to get paid. Hopefully, there'll be some ad stuff going on on the Spotify end. Because I'm still not getting paid from WRKM. This is a public Access station. Not that I begrudge that. I love WRKM. I'm WRKM to the day I die. But. We don't see a lot of cash around here. So the only way we are going to be able to see some cash. Is if you go to Spotify. Rate, review. Share. Get people into this. I no longer want to do this for free. I am a premier talent. Pay me money. You. At home, pay me money. Send me money. I'll throw my cash app up there. But don't be requesting money, though. Because I don't send that back. <laughs> I don't send nobody money. That's how I roll. But no, the Spotify thing is pretty cool. I think it's going to be a game changer in the podcast space. But I've also said that Clubhouse was going to be a game changer. So... You can't be right all the time. You can be right some of the time. But there are some people who are wrong all the time. And they're usually on Twitter. And Elon Musk bought Twitter. That's probably bigger news than the Spotify news, but... I feel like it was bigger for us. Elon Musk, owner of Twitter. Interesting. Another gem in that corporate or tech infinity gauntlet he's got going on. SpaceX, Tesla. 
think he still has some part of Square. I could be wrong. And on Twitter. A lot of people are upset. I get it. I get it. I think sometimes people forget what the AOL chat rooms were like back in the day. And they were rough. You know, some of us were really thick-skinned about it. Did I say dick skin? I meant thick skin. Sorry. Freudian slip. But we did have thick, thick skin. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. It's so, so cheap. But cheap pops are good pops. But uh, yeah, you know, the AOL chat rooms were rough. There was a lot of racism, a lot of sexism. I learned some of my favorite racial slurs there and they were all for Hispanics because I wanted to make fun of my own people terrible but as kids we enjoyed it it was the forbidden language you were able to mock slurs because you finally heard them out in the open and you're like wait that's what you've been calling us all this time it doesn't even sound like a word it's more like a, a sound effect but is that not what words are Sound effects. I'm a genius. This is why you have to go and rate and subscribe. And review. Say nice things. Talk about my sunglasses. This is the only way we're going to get liquid death water on here. I've had to stop drinking liquid death. Because I was going to the bathroom a lot. Now it wasn't good. Now when you're out and about. But now Elon Musk goes Twitter and that's, listen, I get it. Free speech absolutists could be a bit frightening. I don't think I'm a free speech absolutist. I do think there are some things you got to be careful with. I don't like the idea of ISIS being on Twitter. I don't like the idea of Nazis being on Twitter. But then if I get rid of them, then who's to say? I won't give it to other people that I find unneeded in society, whether I disagree with them or stuff like that. So that's the conundrum, you know. The thing about Twitter is, you know, there were people who built whole new lives on Twitter. They mean more on Twitter than they do in their actual life. So this is a big deal for them. Because before it was, for a lot of them, it seems, it was curated to their political belief. Let's pull the theory in and, and, and maybe suggest that that was a thing. Because there was this weird thing where a bunch of conservatives were being deleted for a while, and now they're starting to see increase in numbers because the lockdown of the main algorithms occurred. So now I guess it's not, as, it's not moderating or curating, to be fair, as much as it used to. So now more people are getting noticed. Like one guy was like, one of my followers told me, dude, I, this is the first time you tweeted in a year. And he's like, dude, I've been tweeting all year. But yeah, this person followed him. You know. I think that's that particular story, I think that could be more of that person's taste changed. So like the algorithm gave him what the, their taste was, and then I guess that person for a while wasn't their taste. So I, I don't know. That that's one, I guess, suggestion or concept I can believe on that. The other ones are a bit suspicious. Now, as we said on this show, we have no political leaning. We're chaos agents. But, 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 
I do think we've been held down by the algorithm. At W F at Tubba Tubba at T W E I D show. Our we barely have followers on there, and I know why. We have sat here and talked about the Bohemian Grove, right? We have called out the elites, kind of. Um, we have been controversial. And I think Twitter was holding us down, too. We are victims. And listen, I got I to gotta do what I got to do, okay? Being Puerto Rican is no longer enough. You got to be Puerto Rican to have something else now. Yeah, like having one, like, let's call it handicap, you got to have more than one. Can't have one anymore. Because like, then he goes, like, all right, there's mad Hispanics. Like, what else? And you're like, oh, damn. Like, you know, I'm non-binary. So that actually gave me like a 0.5% maybe boost. I'm not sure. I don't know how it works, but that, you know, it, it, there's a math to it. You know, this plus this equals certain level of respectability amongst the oppression and oppression elite. That's a wild term, oppression elite. We're gonna, I'm gonna write that down, and we're gonna talk more about that. I find that fascinating. I, I, cause I don't really have an idea of it yet. I don't want to talk about it and then get it wrong. Oppression elite, but you know we've been held down. I think, I think we have. And when you know Twitter is a mostly liberal place, it's a mostly liberal company, you know, and that's fine. You know, to me, like, if you agree to the terms of a platform, then you agree to whatever bullshit they decide to do. You know, conservatives knew what was going on on Twitter. If they felt like they were being that held down, go to a different spot. And they did. You know, they had a... I was on it. Damn it. I gotta look this up. Because I want to give them the proper respect. I don't want to just name Twitter and not name them. Amazing podcasting right now. But you're into it. Well, I mean, Truth Social wasn't it. Yeah, that's not the, I was never on Truth Social. I'm not thinking about getting on Truth Social either. I guess I like the, the name of it. Truth Social. It's like it's too, it's OD. Parlor, Parlor was the one I was on. That was fun. I got people to think I was a real conservative. It was fun. I had my cool like sweater picture that I took one, so I looked conservative. Like yeah, and uh, you know I got people to believe a bunch of stuff in there. That was fun. I even that's how I you know really got into the QAnon stuff and started knowing about that by going to Parlor. You know QAnon, as we said here, not, you know we don't endorse it. It, it's it's just really complex. It's a really complex issue. And that's the thing, like, Twitter, you know, that's not to say there, there aren't liberal QAnons. You know, there are several things that liberals are misinformed on. Like, the don't say gay bill. Like, it was never called that. It was never, and it doesn't necessarily speak to that necessary, that necessary sentence. You know, it's more, if anything, it's a philosophical um critique you have with that bill because it doesn't necessarily say it but it kind of does say it so now you're in a Schrodinger's cat situation I didn't say his name right I don't give a damn he's dead but yeah 
you know, the Hunter Biden laptop thing. People still swear there's nothing to that story, but now we're hearing all the new data coming out. But there were some vicious stuff going on with Hunter Biden. You know? So Twitter's Twitter, I, and I also think people have this nostalgia for a Twitter that may not have ever existed. Yes. Twitter after dark after dark was amazing. Yes. The arguments on Twitter were a bit more rough, but yes, they were kind of nuanced in their own way. And they adjust the table if you're listening at home. But I still think there was the same level of bullshit, the same level of misinformation, the same level of bots. You know, it just became more of what it was. They say that the, the entire content of Twitter is made by 10% of its user base. Like, that's nuts. So it's not even as, it might not even be as bad as we think. It's just this, this 10% is just really loud and they're really articulate. And I'm talking about both sides of the coin here, both sides of the extreme. And they are. Everyone's got a fucking solid argument for the most part if you take away all the, like, the wild shit, like the extreme communism and the extreme fucking fascism and the extreme fucking, you know, Nazi shit and the extreme fucking let's kill everybody shit who's white. Like, if you take those things out of it and you get break down to the actual points, everybody's got a point. But it's like the old motto says in Borg Empire, you've got a gun, I've got a gun, everybody's got a gun, so what are we going to do about it? And essentially, all you can really do is just talk it down. Kind of chill a bit. So we're not going to be able to out-program you know, program our way. We can't program our way out of this. There's no algorithm that's going to make this better. There's none. No one social platform is going to get it right either. You know? Do I believe Elon will realistically be good for Twitter? I don't know. I, I can't make that call. I don't know what his definition of free speech is. He's been very elusive about it. Like, he, he says very broad points, but he never gets down to the nitty-gritty of what exactly he defines as free speech. And that's something I think we'd need to know. Or something we're sure to find out. Tesla's a successful company. Like, the cars are good from what I hear. You know? The rockets are reusable. Maybe this this works out. And Jack seems to believe in him. That's a different thing. Because you got to understand, him and Jack are friends. So Jack probably looks at Elon in a completely different way than we look at Elon. Jack's like, well, listen, if this is the worst case scenario, I'll take it. Because it, it's somebody I know and somebody I know who's going to give me a call. Because let's keep it a buck. I don't think Elon's not going to talk to Dorsey about much of this stuff. I think Dorsey's going to be even more involved than ever now in some way. So I, it's not great because it's another billionaire owning a space of information. And I've never been a fan of that. I don't like it. Yes, it's as old as time and I understand it, but I just don't like it. But here's the thing. It does appeal to the chaotic element, doesn't it? Because now, it what's old is new again. Twitter was having the same three conversations for the last 
six years. Men versus women. Racist versus non-racist. Republicans versus Democrats. And then you have your little pockets of wrestling Twitter and comic Twitter, but it all boiled down to three simple topics all the time. And then the economy became like a close fourth. It kind of got boring. Like you kind of knew what someone was going to say based on their Twitter bio or based on the, the name. Like, oh, who's this from? Oh, I know what they're going to say. Or the profile picture. There became a thing to it. But now here's the chaos. We're going to find out who's human and who's not. Now, one would say, hey, that does threaten the life of activists overseas and stuff like that. That's something I think I should go into consideration, but everyone complained the bots ruined the election. We gotta get rid of these bots. Now he wants to get rid of the bots. Now everyone's scared. He's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Keep the bots, you're just the same as the old guard. Lose the bots, you're gonna get all this criticism from giving everyone a real face, I guess. Because that's the thing about it. People talk about how, you know, you can't be obsessed with people who live in anonymity. Is that the word? That's not the word. But, you know, live anonymously. You, you, can't, you can't listen to those people. They're not real people. Oh, then let's make everyone real people. Well, let's not do that. Because I still want to get my shit off. Kevin Durant still needs his burner account. There are plenty of celebrity men out there who need to continue cheating on their wives and they need their burner account. I don't think Elon's thinking about them. I would. You want to know why? Because I still want the messy shit on Twitter. You got to keep that around. So maybe I selectively, selectively get rid of bots. But look at me, now I'm just as corrupt. Just because I want dudes to get found out about or not get found out about long enough until I want them to get found out about and then I orchestrate their demise, I'm just as bad as the original people on Twitter or the owners of Twitter. Would I bring Trump back? Mm, I think so. I'll tell you why. Because he's got four years of material. Like, that dude, what, he was in the hyperbolic time chamber. He's coming back with A-list stuff. He's coming back with the goods, baby. With the goods. But I'm excited. I'm excited. If he comes back, it's going to be a problem because people have learned to live without him. So one of two things happens. Either the distance makes the heart grow fonder or you're like, oh, no, not fun anymore. You were able to move on and do something else for a while. Now daddy's home. Not the best situation, I think. But, I don't know. Maybe he stepped up his game. Maybe, you know, he'll pull it back a bit and we'll see it more controlled. This is when he gets into his next level of grift. Hey, they love the bombasticness, but I gotta 
give it to them little by little, you know? I just want to see him grow as a performer, not necessarily as a political figure, but as a performer. That's what I find fascinating about him. I wouldn't vote for him, but as a performer, I want to see evolution. I'm tired of the old shtick, you know? If you're going to come back out, give me the new stuff, like John Mulaney. I, I'm telling you now, if in that new special he drops, he's in that same fucking suit, doing that same 1950s, you know, executive bullshit, going to be tight. Cheat on your wife. You were on drugs. I want a new John Mulaney. Morph into something. Evolve for me. I want to see dark John Mulaney. Even darker. And that's what I want. And yeah. So if Trump does come back to where he's got to do that. Alex Jones, I don't know if you can rebrand him. I don't know if you can. That's a grandfathered in gimmick, I think. I, I don't think he should actually come back to it. I think being off Twitter has been better for Alex. I don't watch show like I used to back in the day. But when I did watch, he seemed a bit more focused, you know? I always love watching his performances. They're great performances. He's an entertainer, after all. According to him. Love him. Is Elon a performer? I think a little bit. He, you know, I've seen people try to call him the new Trump on Twitter, but I don't know. Like, there seems to be a, a bit more method, mythology to what he's doing. Like, he knows what's going down. Like, when he knows when he tweets about Doge, that money's going up, you know? I can't see him just shooting one off real quick. Now, does he probably get in trouble for his tweets? Almost oh, definitely. But I don't think that's just because he, you know, shot off the mouth. He shot out the mouth without thinking. I think it's just because, hey, dude, like whatever you're doing is not benefiting everything else. It's, it's like it's reminded of the bigger picture. But I think he does think about things for the most part. Everything's calculated with him like that. People in his interviews just see a really nervous guy, but I see a performance. I see someone who's really into the grift. Now, is that how you probably acts? Definitely. That's probably, for the most part, who he is, but he does know how to turn it a bit to get what he needs. He's a very charming dude, actually. You know, like, when he's, like, chill, not going on his, like, troll shit, he can win most people over. And that's what I wonder. That's what I wonder... Is he performing? Because if he is, I will perform it so far. I've seen people call him Iron Man. I don't see it. I don't see it. There's a, there's a bit more to Tony Stark than all that. Than just being rich and just doing what people think is cool shit. And it shows me no one got what Iron Man was all about. But I'm interested. I'm interested. I want the chaos back on Twitter because it, it's getting boring. It is getting boring. And here's the thing. There's also this point that I can make. It's a radical one. I, to be honest, I, I do think we'll get quite a bit of pushback. 
on it. And I am prepared to face that pushback. I'm a man of my opinions. I'm a man of my thoughts and beliefs. And I am fighting for a better day. I may say from time to time, this one in darkness, but that does not mean I fully accept that fact. So I do have a piece of good advice that could help you. If you are upset that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter, you could log the fuck off. You can do that. Some celebrities did. They announced it. They announced it. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm leaving Twitter now. Some said it was like the last days of Berlin before the Nazis came in. That's a rough one. Will there be mass deletions in the town Twitter spaces? Will there be crimes against the Twitter state? I don't know. Jamila Jamil, who we've talked about before on this show, because of her show, The Activist, she wanted to do. She, well, she left Twitter too. But what I noticed about her and about all these celebrities was that They didn't delete their Twitters. They just signed off. Because they want the option of coming back and still having their followers. That, my friends, is the grift. It's the pro wrestling grift. You leave on a high, the heart, this is makes the heart grow fonder. And you pop back up on on a Wednesday dynamite at AEW. And now what's old is new again. You're back. Oh, man. Well, so many things happened on Twitter and I want your opinion on them. Sean King left Twitter. And for a brief few hours, a lot of us celebrated. We were all very happy Sean King was no longer amongst the Twitter ranks. Then he came back. And we were all upset. He said uh, Twitter was uh, a weapon of white supremacy. And then left. But then came back. And we were all a little upset because we were all looking forward to, you know, not having to deal with him anymore. But now that he's back, we are interested and how he's going to turn this Elon Musk buying Twitter thing into yet another foundation with sketchy accounting. I am excited to see his next level of grift. And let me tell you, this could be the grift that sets him up for life. If he's able to raise enough money on this grift, he has to. Because it, honestly, it's the best grift ever. Because it appeals to everyone. There isn't just one group that hates Elon. A lot of groups hate Elon. So if you started a foundation, I don't know what the foundation would be for, but I'm sure Sean King will find some thing to put on it that's not true and then continue with his sketchy accounting, allegedly, respectfully. I don't know honestly, but one allegedly for sure. But 
He can just figure that out and he'll get dude, he'll get millions of dollars. This is a cross. Man, I, I'm I'm surprised I didn't think of this earlier. This is a cross demographic grift. This could be good for him. This could be really good. He's gotta get on this. This is the grift to end all grifts. This is the one we'll remember him for. This is the Hall of Fame hang up the jersey grift. I don't like it. I don't like it. But that's the thing about it. Remember, these people without Twitter, what do they have? What do you have? That's one of my favorite parts in the movie Runaway Jury. Um, I know we spoke about that recently. Um, and it's fire. It's it's hot fire. And you should watch it. That's one of my favorite parts. Like, you know, Gene Hackman yells at, you know, Nick Easter. What would you have? Nothing. Nothing. So, oh, man, Gene Hackman's so good. He's so good. I love him. He's 97 years old, dude. It's hard for me. Neil Adams died. Famous, you know, comic book artist. He died today. 80 years old, man. What a career. What a legacy. Drew some of the best comics ever. His Batman is definitive for me. It's the one I imagine most when I think about my childhood. At least in terms of comics. He knew story, too. He knew good story. Damn. Kind of sad now. Anyway. You know, it all comes down to what grift you're trying to run. And where there's chaos, there's opportunity. And when there's opportunity, there is grifts. And that is what's going on on Twitter right now. If you do not know how to play this, then you were not paying attention during the pandemic. Many people pulled this grift off. They went from being normal people to now they were activists. Some became lifestyle coaches. Some got into the conservative space. Everyone found a way to grift off on the pandemic. So you got to find a way to grift off on this Twitter joint. How do you become part of the new Twitter elite? Gotta figure that one out, don't you? I don't know how I'm going to play it. I think we just continue being weird. I think we stick to what we're doing well now. Being weird. Because we can't be cool. Can't be deep. We can't be spiritual. So let's be weird. Everyone's getting the grift off, baby. Misinformation's going to be a thing now. Well, everything on Twitter is misinformation. I mean, we've been letting people get off astrology stuff for years, not calling it misinformation. We've been letting people get off that for years. People judging people based on star signs, man. How is that not misinformation? 
That's misinformation. Apparently, I act like a Pisces. I don't even know what a Pisces would act like. Like this? Do a lot of Pisces have podcasts? I wonder. But everyone's getting the grift off. And I'm excited now, man. Floodgates are open. This is the time to take advantage. If you didn't take advantage of Wall Street bets, this is going to take a lot longer. But hey, build a new identity on Twitter. Fill the spots that weren't filled before. Fuel the chaos engine. There are people who choose, who are choosing new identities all the time. There are people who believe in tulpas. Tulpas. You heard me, tulpas. There are people who believe that they in one body have two consciousnesses in them. And one takes the front and leads, and they switch off sometimes. And this whole other topa has a different personality, name, likes and dislikes and taste. They, they tell you it's not schizophrenia. They're very sensitive about that. I've been hanging out on the topa subreddits, reading of their problems. One lady is having a hard time. Her boyfriend does not like her, her topa. He finds the topa rude. Um, gross. And does not want the topa around. And uh, she's trying to figure out how do I convince him to keep the topa around. And people are giving really genuine advice, like have a talk with him, have the topa come to their front, and have them have the talk. You know, you stay out of it. The topa and him have got to figure out the relationship because he has to accept you for who you are, you and your topa. So it's bad enough in this city you end up dating a psychopath. Now you got to date two? Two for the price of one? No, thank you. Mm-mm-mm. People are doing it. They have places in their mind called Wonderlands where their topas hang out. It's kind of like, you ever, you ever played, um, I'm trying to think of Pokemon. Well, we'll use Pokemon, for instance. And like there's a the Pokemon breeder and you leave your Pokemon there and you get your Pokemon like hours later, he's super more, like he's super more, he's like way more powerful. And like, it's basically a daycare. That's kind of what the Wonderland, it's a daycare for their topa. One lady, and it's a lot of ladies, said her topa was upset because she had gotten pregnant. Yes, the topa was upset that the host's body, which is the, the original person, had gotten pregnant, and the topa was not happy about it. And the topa felt like they were assaulted because they did not ask for this baby. Shit you not. It's on Reddit. You can read it for yourself. It was wild. Some people actually suggested an abortion because the baby was not agreed upon by the host body and the topa. And the topa would not carry the burden, apparently. Ain't that just like a topa? 
not want to help carry the physical burden, only the imaginary ones. Topas. And they, they swear to you that they're normal people. They're just having an experience that's different from ours in life. Okay. Then I start thinking about the other kittens, the people who identify as animals. And it's always a cool animal, too, like a wolf or a lion. No one ever identifies as a snail. A cockatoo. A dodo bird. That'd be mine. A Mr. Mime. Not a real animal, but hey, might as well be. Read about them, too. They're eating raw meat and stuff. Eating on all fours. There are people going outside to pee like dogs. They're shitting like dogs as well. Other kin. I don't know if what they call their wonderland. I imagine a zoo. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But. This is where it's at. So now hearing that. Think about it. There are people who think they're sharing a body with another conscience and another person who thinks they're a cat shitting in a litter box. If your life sucks, just imagine a new one. Imagine a new one. We already are building Storyvilles from Disney where the story never ends for you. It's all fun. Now just imagine a new life. Make a new life. Become somebody new. The Twitter algorithm's different. Change who you are. Life's algorithm's different. Change who you are. If your life sucks, be someone else. Have a fake job. Have a fake family. Go for it. Why the fuck not? It's, it's just as real, apparently. It's just as real. I truly believe where this comes from is just this generation's utter disappointment with their parents. And I hate to break it to you. They did the best. Now, now maybe some of them didn't. For some of you out there, maybe some of them didn't. And you get my sympathy. But for the rest of us, ours did the best they could. And they were pretty fucking good at it. Yeah, you had disagreements. It happens. Yeah, they didn't necessarily understand you fully, but what parent ever does. But this is where we're at now. We, deep down, just want to choose new identities from the ones that we were born into. Now, here's the thing about that. Is that real for some people? Yes, there are some cases where it's real. If you're someone who is dealing with bidysmorphia, and you want to be transgender, that's real. There's science to back that up. It's there. It's a real experience that happens to people. Whether whether I understand it or not is so fucking far irrelevant. But tulpas? 
if we start treating that with kind of some kind of respect that we treat transgender, we have a problem. Because transgender, I can prove. I have witnessed it. I've had friends who have transitioned. I have witnessed it with my own eyes. That's real. That's legitimate. But these topas and these other kins, that's something completely different. That's a trauma-based reaction to something. So when you tell me you're traumatized by Elon Musk buying Twitter, I've got these other people I want you to meet. These people think they're animals. These people think they share a body with 14 different other people. And it's a sitcom going on all the time. What do I know? What do I know? I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. Trying to make it right best I can. Trying to understand best I can. But who knows, dude? Who knows? Just imagine a new life. I'm going to imagine a new life. I'm not broken this new life. I'm rich. I am a rich Puerto Rican Merovingian. I'm half and half. And I live in a castle. I won many battles. I have the greatest armor ever built by man. And my sword is the sharpest in the kingdom. That's my tulpa. I have another tulpa. He's a 1970s super heavyweight pro wrestler. Gil Tatum. And he's only wrestled the Carolinas in St. Louis. He's a big fan of having a beer and pro football. But he's the best worker in the business. That's my tulpa. I would like to identify as a cat if I can. Cats seem to have it all right, but the litter box thing is weird. How about a bear? I could sleep for a few months. Tell my job, hey, I identify as a bear. I am one of the other kin, and I need six months off. To hibernate. Because I do not respect actual people who are going through actual real stuff. Instead, I'm just making shit up so I, too, could be special. Seems to work for everyone else. Bear Ralph. See, I don't think I have a good... It's not as strong as I'd like it to be. But hey. I'm okay. I'm imagining a new life as we speak. A new life beyond this one. One where people rate and review and subscribe. One where people go, hey, let's throw them something. And maybe one where people watch on Spotify mostly. 
and appreciates the video version. Both on YouTube and Spotify. Or then again, this other Topa knows exactly how this is going to end.